This is episode 18 of the School of Business Makers with Jason Maxella. My name is Christian Kitumaini, an entrepreneur and mentor. And today in this episode, we'll be discussing how to build a bond in the media industry. In this episode, my guest is Jesse Maxeller, who is a broadcasting consultant and an, an, an entrepreneur with over 15 years experience building his brand in their media industries. He's an economist who later turned an accidental salesman. He's an entrepreneur. He runs a media company called Media City that's major in radio and television production. Jesse, good afternoon. Good afternoon and thank you for having me, Chris. Yes, it's always a pleasure. How have you been? How is, uh, how is life? Ah, I've been well. The weather is good here in Kigali and uh, we're coming to the end of the year, so I'm excited looking at uh, prospects for 2020. Wow, 2020 is very, very soon. How many How many weeks to go? Uh, a couple of weeks, uh, precisely maybe four weeks and, uh, no, no, four weeks actually. Yes, definitely. And four weeks for us to get into 2020, yeah. Awesome. Um, listeners, as I told you, um, we're planning to have a series of interviews and conversation and um, our first guest in the School of Business Makers podcast is, Je- is Jesse and I'll be interviewing him to learn about how he was able to build his brand as a media personality. Jesse, are you ready for, 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 for this? Uh, well, yeah, I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Growing up as as a person, um, have you ever thought one day that you'll be a media personality? I know you're basically disrupting the London market with the good work you're doing with Kiss FM and also um, with the company you, you, you are of Media City you're managing. Have you ever thought that you'll reach um, this stage where you are now? Well, uh, honestly, no. I think. I came from very humble backgrounds, quite didn't have a definition of what I wanted to be in life. Uh, growing up, I thought I'd just be into art, love, okay. music. I thought maybe I could just become a singer one day and be that. My mom is a, a midwife and nurse. My dad is into business and politics. I didn't want either of those worlds. I just wanted to be a free heart, free boy, live your happy life and keep going. But then later, uh, with the academics, I-, I thought I just needed to be an important person in okay. the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that prompted me to look out for what subjects would make me seem important. And I mm. thought maybe law, law could maybe make wow. me an important person. So. Uh, I- I started to turn my attention to law, Okay. but then reaching university, I did not quite qualify with my grades uh, for, for the law school. Okay. And that, that prompted me to look for something a little lower than law, Okay. but could still make me a person of importance. And wow. Maybe <laughs> person of importance within an economist. Okay. And uh, I started to pursue that direction of becoming an economist. And uh, thankfully I got the course and I started to pursue it. But midway, uh, because I started to get bored okay. computing for economists. I thought the things yeah. were really boring. Like, what can I do that can light up my life, mm. the life of my friends around me, 
the life of the world. Wow. And uh, I was just walking, reading through newspapers, and I see this school of broadcasting. I say, why don't I try out this? So mm. I started to pursue two courses at the okay. same time. I pursue radio, television production, uh, as well as keeping my eye on economy. At the same time? Yeah, at the same time. Wow. And uh, broadcasting really worked for me. I finished with an advanced certificate in radio, television, broadcasting, mm. and then also later finished my economist degree. Okay. And uh, at the time, I was also with a chance to get into a radio station. Okay. Uh, so I began my early life of broadcasting while I was in school. Wow. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, I can see really a number, uh, a good preparation at the beginning from a humble, humble background. And you, you, you explain yourself with, with great humility at the same time, um, a great hardworking, shaping your way um, as, as a young person growing up. Can you elaborate quickly what was like your turning points, the, 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 the stage where you reach and you, 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 you realize actually this what I want to do as as a career and what triggered that <sighs> can I even remember what my turning point was but, uh, <laughs> I think my turning point was uh, at a time when everyone said I can't wow. do what I am doing now okay I had one of my aunties stepmom remember she's she told me and spoke to me and said you can never be what you're trying to pursue to be your voice can't mm. your english can't wow and she gave me a lot of motivation yeah to prove to her yeah that i'm actually more than capable of doing this and i went ahead to do it then when i reached the radio station where i highly qualified in the interviews uh, for for a slot mm. and when i reached there my esteem was not quite that much yeah so everyone who came around took on my role and i was sidelined for quite some time mm. but then what kept me there is uh i think what you should call kanda okay i just told myself i need to do this in the presence of anyone or in the absence of everyone. Mm. And, uh, you, you, you know, I just focused on how do I improve my language? How do I improve my English? Okay. <laughs> 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 to be able to become a broadcaster because I'm never yeah. going to broadcast in my native language. Yeah. And, and I focused and uh, of course with the, the business performance of my first broadcasting house where I was, it wasn't that well. So payments were not on time, and everyone else left, mm. and they remained with just me. Wow! So, in that position of being left alone, I'm not a senior manager. I'm still a student, but I'm there. Yeah, just the presence. Yeah, show up every day, mm. regardless. Yeah, is when this American woman called Nicole walked in, and she was nominated to be a managing director. And then she phoned me in the worst of situations of being in a business alone. Okay. And she said, you know what? I'm going to pick you on to be an assistant programs director. Okay. But you also go on air. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. 
Were you ready for that <laughs> by then? <laughs> Never. Okay. I wasn't ready, so I now started to look out on the internet what mm. a programmer is supposed to be doing, and I started to self-teach myself. Mm. Programming, wow. production, oh. how do you produce an advert? Mm. How do you voice an advert? And how do you program music? Mm. How do you program the entire radio station? Yeah. So I started to teach myself so many things, and I think that was my turning point being thrown in the ocean to learn how, how to, to swim. swim yes wow as as as, as you can see um Jesse is, is is coming from 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 far and he has been <laughs> building building himself up and talking about building um what are the key lessons that you personally have learned so far uh both building your personal brand as a media personality at the same time going your career I think one of the biggest lessons I have learned is uh, never to say not one opportunity. Okay. I can't say I can't speak. I can't say my English is not right. Mm. But as long as I have words inside me, I'm going to communicate what yeah, is yeah. inside me. Uh, you also need the sixth sense. Okay. You need to apply it in communication because it's mass communication mm. and uh, you can predict your audience sometimes. Mm. So you need to have that sense of understanding who might be listening mm. and how is my information going to affect their lives. I think to totally take broadcasting to be not for me for fun, mm. but to be broadcasting for someone who is listening. Yeah. I think I picked this inspiration from several of my mentors in broadcasting, one guy called Peter Samatimba who was a radio broadcaster, later turned a consultant, but he gives a story of how his life has transformed and how a community where he lives has transformed mm. because of what he does on the radio. For mm. instance, he claims to be the first African to introduce the sale of flowers for Valentine's in Uganda. Wow. <laughs> and he says he would go and speak about that, how to treat your lover mm. on Valentine's Day. Okay. And he would go ahead and advise people on radio, things mm. you need to do. One, you need to go to a salon for a haircut. Okay. You know, have a deodorant because yeah. it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Smell well. Yeah. Then buy her a flower. Yeah. And so by simply talking that, saloons, you know, deodorant businesses yeah. and flower businesses, all together they, they all started to to grow yeah and then you hear of border borders mm. you know the motorcycle mm. business in uganda mm. he, he claims to have been the inspiration because now <laughs> valentine's day yeah people have to run around to distribute flowers to different people, people okay uh, <laughs> and also be able to build the jam to go to a sport mm. where they had to go and have a good time mm. and Picking from that inspiration of how broadcasting can change mm. a person, can change communities, I picked on from there. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Great, great touching story. Um, I know as 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 a major personality, you you've have interviewed um, a lot of people. You have talked to a high caliber um, high VIPs, people with high profile. Um, personally, um, for all these sessions, how do you prepare yourself for your interviews and what have you learned so far interviewing uh, great people and through all those interactions, what are the key things you've learned that are helping you now to grow your business at the same time? 
I think I must say it's not about who I am interviewing, okay. how great they are. I normally check for if they will be relevant to my audience okay. at a time. If uh, I interviewed so-and-so, will my audience be viewed in a certain way? Is the information they carry necessary mm. and timely for them to, to consume? And so that has a lot played a part in who I am going forward to interview. I don't just interview people to become a celebrity mm. and, uh, <laughs> or I spoke to so-and-so. Yeah. No, I do mostly business interviews. So I want to talk about money. I want to talk about the financial ecosystem and use that information to see how it affects people, especially now that I've been in Rwanda 15 years. Mm. How is an interview and the information shared going to shape change businesses around uh, for the economy to do better. But I've been privileged to interview a couple of people from CEOs to, to ministers and uh, game changers within Rwanda. My preparations are one, I do a market check to see where the position of the market is, the Rwandan market, make references to other markets. I also check for timeliness of uh, this discussion, for instance, I've just been talking to the CEO of Jumbo Jet. They just launched the other day. Okay, how did it go? Rwanda, it went well. Okay. Rwanda with the talk of selling to Qatar Airways. I thought this is an important conversation mm. uh, to have. What's the future of airlines around the region? Yeah. Uganda just launched their airline. So what is the future of the airlines? Uh, industry i thought it was a very timely interview plan from the experience of kenya jumbo jet is a part of kenya airways mm. and uh how did the next model of airline operation look like most of the airlines in africa are loss making it's been a good learning to understand how yeah. jumbo jet is yeah. profitable yeah you know among us all the other airlines okay yeah cool and um I'm, I'm really enjoying this this conversation to be honest and you you you're in the media ecosystem and what do what are your current assessments about the media ecosystem in Rwanda and Africa in general and how do you see itself going in the future I must have been privileged to work with one of Africa's leading media houses mm. that's nation media group mm. a respected media house where I carried a lot of experience. And uh, I think I can speak about Rwanda, the ecosystem of uh, the media in Rwanda. The narrative has been that uh, in Rwanda, we are not free to speak, but it's not true. Mm. I think we are speaking now. We are speaking now. Because, <laughs> because we are free to speak. Yeah. You know, and we are free to comment about everything. The only difference is, again, is what I am speaking. How does it shape towards contributing to the direction of where the country wants to go? Mm. That's why most people get it wrong. Yeah. I see so many peers who spend a lot of resources trying to front all the negativity happening in Africa. And I think I am part of the school of thought that says we must change the African story. Of course. <laughs> and we must direct it. Mm. 
when you look at what the worst does today someone was wondering on twitter that is it true that america has some 1.2 million something number of children who are homeless okay <laughs> is it true that they have some 1.7 million people who are under the poverty line mm. and i have seen a response to him it's very true yeah but now that is not something you are about to see in the media why because they shape a narrative of what you must know about yeah. america mm. now in africa and i don't know who bewitched us we like <laughs> to talk about the bad things yeah. happening in africa we like to talk about witchcraft we like to talk about all the ugly things and it looks like africa is all about witchcraft and all the bad that happens in the world you could think that devil lives mm. in africa <laughs> do you think it's about the, the mindset Well I think it's about the mindset. Okay. If you want good to happen mm. to you, you must confess good. You yeah. must talk good things. Mm. I think what's happening in Rwanda today, the story of Rwanda changing. And if you've seen what Jidena was writing about mm. on Twitter saying that what they've told you about Africa is completely wrong, you yeah. need to see Africa yeah. because when he came to Rwanda, he was able to see a country that talks so well of itself. Mm. And that confession of things are good. Yeah has actually fronted front that in a short period of time mm. people call us the african economic miracle yeah why we speak about the good things we have forgotten to talk about the other bad things mm. you know bad things happen but we are not going to front them and put them on yeah. the front page because mm. they have happened we go back and look at them and say how can this be changed pick out the lessons and then talk about the good things to happen Wow, that's so so inspiring and touching. And um I'm I'm wrapping up on some of my last questions. What are the key factors that have contributed to your to your success? I I see, I personally see you as an inspiration to uh, young people who like to shape their ways in media at the same time um a young entrepreneurs. What are the key factors that personally have contributed to your success? What is your secret? Um I don't think it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> If it's a secret then it's out there in the open. Okay. It's consistency. Mm. Consistency. The day yeah. I picked the microphone to start talking and declared myself a broadcaster. Mm. That's the same thing I have done till today. Okay. I call myself a broadcaster whether there is no salary. Mm. Or the real salaries. Okay. I am a broadcaster when it rains and when it shines. <laughs> I'm a broadcaster during day mm. and during night. It is something if you woke me out of sleep and you say do we have a subject matter here is the microphone and when I say hi my name is Jesse the African Sun. Good morning. <laughs> and I'll start my broadcast. Mm. But that has taken me a number of years from way back when I was 18. and chose i think i love to do broadcasting i've been doing broadcasting there's so many opportunities out there but i've learned to dig my own call within my own field mm-hmm. find the opportunities because there are several so i have stayed while other people ran out to go and try to do public relations other people have run out to go and try to do so many other things mm-hmm. they could not be consistent but i have remained in there so when you come to run that you're looking for i'm looking for a media consultant i want to start a television <laughs> i want yeah. to start a radio station 
someone is going to point you the person we know is called Jesse look mm-hmm. him up mm-hmm. and so I'll get to so many referrals because I've been consistent trying to pursue my gifting yeah that is one the other two second reason is you do not have to be too smart mm. to actually pursue your passion no you don't have to be too smart okay you need a lot of IQ mm. and communication requires a lot of emotional okay intelligence just to understand what is happening on the other side of to whom I am communicating what is their situation what is their status by being a listener to people. Mm. For instance, I live in Rwanda. I'm not a Rwandan. Maybe today I should call myself a Rwandan because I'm <laughs> of course. <laughs> But I had to listen to this community. When I was just coming into Rwanda, I thought I needed to import mm. the nature of broadcast from the other markets. And for a long time I was getting it wrong until I had to listen to this market and create broadcasting birthed out of Rwanda. Another person from Burundi perhaps would come here and say, I don't like the broadcasting of Rwanda. Mm-hmm. That is what Rwandans want. Yeah. I don't like someone from Kenya would say, I don't like what I see on TV. It's what <laughs> Rwandans want. Yeah. You have to bath something from here by putting ears to the ground. I've mentioned it the way Onyagopo used to say it. Mm-hmm. Put your ears to the ground <laughs> and get to pick out something mm-hmm. that makes sense for the community you are communicating to. Fantastic. Let me wrap this interview with uh, my last question. What is your biggest fear in life and business? My biggest fear in life is if I don't do it. Okay. I have learned that no one out there is coming to help me. <laughs> yeah. I've got to help myself. I've got to pick myself up all the time. If I don't show up, no one is going to show up for me. I have to show up for me. That applies to business. Mm. If I do not put my feet into my business, no one is going to care enough to put their feet into my business to help me. I just have to put my feet in there. Whether it is the rainy season, I've got to put my feet in the business and I must stand firm. All the time. So my biggest fear one is not showing up. Mm. My biggest fear also if I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so if I lost my voice I would have lost such an asset mm. because I use my voice to communicate and impact communities. So you've heard about um some of the advice some of the things you have to do to build your brand in the media industry. My guest today was Jesse Maxella, who is a broadcasting consultant and entrepreneur with over 15 years in this industry. And he's the owner and CEO of Media City, which is a broadcasting, which is a radio and television production company. Thanks a lot for listening. Um looking forward to your comments. Subscribe to uh the School of Business uh, Makers podcast and I'll speak to you guys next week. Thank you.